The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we are now in the home stretch. The Republican Senate primary campaign, less than a week to go before the May 3rd primary. So all the candidates are crisscrossing the state and they are calling in their friends and people that they think can help influence you and help your support fall to them. And today, J.D. Vance will start his day in Cincinnati. But uh, right about now, he is appearing in Grove City or on his way to Grove City. So if you would like to hear from J.D. Vance, you can at Grove City. And joining J.D. will be a guy you've seen on Fox and Fox Business, CNBC, CNN. He has a very... Very distinguished career in media, and he was a worker on Wall Street, a trader on Wall Street. He is Steve Cortez. We're happy to have Steve on the show. And, Steve, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it very much. Hey, Bruce, you bet. Thanks for having me. So uh, why J.D. Vance? It's not like you don't have other possibilities here. Mike Gibbons is an investment banker, and, you know, that dovetails with your experience. And you know, we've got, obviously, Josh Mandel and Jane Timken, and those are the main candidates. Matt Dolan, I don't think, is truly a conservative. But tell me what tilted the uh, tilted the deck in the favor of J.D. Vance for your endorsement. Sure, happy to explain. And you're, and you're right, listen, it, it is a competitive primary, and I think that's a good thing for our country. It's a good thing for the America First movement. But I, I believe strongly and enthusiastically that J.D. Vance is the most America First candidate in this race and that he will be the best advocate for Ohio in the U.S. Senate. And what I mean by that is you know, really a couple things. Number one, that he has the mentality and approach of an outsider. And uh, these problems that face America, particularly the crises that are created by Joe Biden in the last you know, just over a year, it's really almost amazing how quickly uh, he has created so many serious crises for this country. They're not going to be solved by career insider-type politicians. So I think we need that outsider mentality of J.D. Vance. But then the second thing is I think Vance brings to the table a really unique experience uh, set and agenda. And what I mean by that is that he has worked at the highest levels of big tech and finance. And so he has an insider knowledge of how the ruling class operates. But he has never brought in, bought into uh, their philosophy, into their ethos. So he has very much you know, that outsider perspective that I mentioned combined with an insider knowledge of how the, the game is played and the game, which is largely rigged against the interest of regular Americans, particularly working class Ohioans. And so for those reasons, I believe, uh, and I am very uh, thrilled, of course, that that President Trump came on board and also agrees with me, uh, along with a lot of other influential people in the American First Movement, but most importantly, President Trump agrees with me that J.D. is the most American First candidate, that he should win this primary, and that he'll be the best candidate to win in the general election against Ryan, who I think is a is a terrible and corrupt politician. But let's face it, he's going to be a formidable opponent. So we need a really strong Republican nominee to make sure that Ohio is represented by a Republican and by an America First conservative. We're talking with Steve Cortez. He just referred, of course, to Tim Ryan, the Democrat, who will win the primary against Morgan Harper. And uh, Tim Ryan, I think, will have a hard time playing the hardscrabble Youngstown kid working man card against J.D. Vance if J.D. is the winner of the primary. But Steve is uh, working today toward that end, trying to help J.D. He's appearing across the state, started in Cincinnati this morning, Grove City at 1230, and then in Boardman, Ohio tonight, right there in the backyard of Tim Ryan at 630. Steve, do you know where you're going to be in Grove City today at 1230? You know, I'm sorry, I don't. But folks can certainly just go to the uh, to the website and, and find out. And we are we are crisscrossing this this entire state, going from uh, the western side all the way to the east today, and then back again 
tomorrow, and we're barnstorming the state because J.D. thinks it's critically important to engage directly with citizens. He views this campaign as a job interview for one of the most important jobs in the country, and his bosses, uh, they're the people, the citizens of Ohio. They have the right to interview him for the job. So we encourage people to come out, and by the way, particularly people who are skeptical or who are undecided, come out and ask him the tough questions. He's not afraid to face them. Um, in fact, he needs—he knows that he needs to face them uh, because, uh, listen, Ohio, things are not, are not going well, quite frankly, in the country, but particularly for Ohio. Ohio has really been punished, unfortunately, by the, uh, the ravages of globalism. And let me you know, put some numbers on that. The Economic Policy Institute, which is a left-leaning think tank, says that since China got into the World Trade Organization in 2001, Ohio lost over 100,000 manufacturing jobs. Uh, that is just a catastrophic loss of prosperity. Those are high-paying, family-sustaining jobs that were lost, not because Ohioans couldn't compete, but because the game was rigged in favor of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, that's just one really significant example of the kind of trade policies and trade failures which J.D. Vance is going to fight to, uh, to work against and to fix when he gets to the United States Senate. He needs to bring that case directly to Ohioans. He's in the lead right now, which is great news. The polling looks positive, but he's certainly taking nothing for granted. He's going to absolutely hustle to earn the vote of every Ohioan, and we've only got six days to go now. Voting, of course, has already started. Some of the listeners may have already voted, in fact, but for those who haven't, and particularly for those who are on the fence, who are undecided, I encourage them, if they can, to please get to one of our events. We've got six of them today and tomorrow. Um, or if they can't, please follow us on social media um, or on JD's website and, and consider you know, why he has earned your vote. Steve Cortez is our guest commentator on a multiplicity of networks over his uh, broadcast career, and he had a career in Wall Street before that. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio this morning. They're in Grove City at the Plum Run, Plum Run Winery and the Grove City Brewing Company. That's at 3946 Broadway in Grove City. That'll start at 1230 today, tonight. They're in Boardman tomorrow. They're in uh, Toledo, Centerville, and then back in Cincinnati. So uh, you can follow Steve on Twitter at Cortez, C-O-R-T-E-S, Steve, Cortez, Steve. And J.D. Vance's website is jdvance.com. Click on events. You'll find the places where J.D. and Steve will be over the next two days. Steve, uh, President Trump's endorsement of J.D. got a lot of headlines, and obviously J.D. is hoping it'll be transformative. I'm curious, when did you endorse J.D.? Are you endorsing J.D. in the aftermath of President Trump endorsing him, or were you an endorser of J.D. prior to President Trump's endorsement? No, I was I was prior to President Trump, and I was I was one of the people who both privately and publicly was trying to persuade President Trump to make this call. And I'm I'm thrilled that he did. But I've been recommending it to to President Trump for months. Uh, so I, I endorsed JD previous to that. In my prior role, I was a TV host uh, at Newsmax, and we weren't by my contract. I wasn't able to officially endorse, although I tried to make it as obvious as possible <laughs> to, to the audience who I was favoring. Um, in this race. And then once I left Newsmax, I was able to officially endorse J.D. So listen, I'm, I'm totally on board. I think he's a, a transformative figure. He's just the kind of young and dynamic America first leader that we need. There's a crop of really impressive candidates around the country who I think can change this Congress. And, uh, and J.D. Is, is at the front of that list of people that I'm working for. Cortez is our guest. He is endorsing J.D. Vance in the GOP Senate primary. They'll be in Grove City today at 1230 Plum Run. Plum Run Winery. And I wonder, Steve, what you made of the reaction to Donald Trump endorsing J.D. Vance. The state party chairman of the GOP wrote a letter to Donald Trump encouraging him to reconsider his endorsement. I don't really get that. I don't understand why a state party chairman would want to be at odds 
with the guy who still moves the needle in the Republican Party. But what did you make of the reaction to the endorsement? You know, listen, Bruce, as I mentioned, it's a really competitive primary, and I think that is a good thing. It's a good thing for Ohio, for the movement, for the country. So I understand that there's not unanimity and that Donald Trump's endorsement, as important as it is, it doesn't move the needle for everyone. So I understand also that there is uh, there are people out there who are incredibly loyal to President Trump who, for valid reasons, uh, want to really sort of kick the tires with J.D. Vance because he was previously himself very critical of President Trump. Now, I would also uh, try to persuade those people that I myself was critical of President Trump at one point back in 2015. Uh, so I am a convert. I, I welcome converts. I think it's uh, really important for us to persuade people, to win people over to our political movement. And J.D. Vance is one of those people. I'm thoroughly convinced that he is a totally authentic convert, that he's going to advocate strongly for America first, to be a, a stalwart for America first. And, and thankfully, President Trump agrees. So um, I also think that for the folks out there who are trying to knock J.D. Vance still uh, for things that he said that were critical of Trump years ago, and particularly groups like the Club for Growth, it's really quite disingenuous on two levels. You know, for one thing, it's a little hard to say, to, to criticize J.D. Uh, by saying that he's anti-Trump when Trump himself says that he endorses J.D. Vance. That's, just, that's a tough logical argument to make. I, I would argue it's illogical. But the second thing is the Club for Growth, which is just blanketing Ohio TV. I'm sure your audience has seen the, the attack ads ad nauseum if they watch television. Uh, but the Club for Growth, which is blanketing Ohio TV with these anti-J.D. ads, they themselves spent $10 million against Trump back in 2016. Mm. So it really takes a lot of butts but a lot of uh, a lot of gall quite frankly for them to try to you know get on a high horse right now against JD. But I, I think the voters of Ohio are going to see through those attack ads. I think they're going to to gravitate and, and certainly again the polls are, are, are positive but we can't rely on them. Uh, JD's going to hustle to earn every vote all the way through the finish line of this primary. Um, but I think the people of Ohio can see through that and, and cut through the clutter effectively to to recognize that number one he'll be the best advocate for Ohio in the Senate and number two he has the best chance to win in the fall against Tim Ryan. Well, what I've said, again, our guest is Steve Cortez, uh, former commentator on many, many networks. And uh, what I've said is, look, I the words are the words. I think J.D.'s answered that question as well as he can. I made a mistake. I now have different information. Uh, I would hope that if I ever ran for office, uh, people would be relegated to finding something six years old to hit right. me on. Uh, I just think that, you know, Democrats get locked in on an ideology and you can't move them off the ideology. You know, the Green New Deal stuff and the and the enslavement to uh, the environment flying in the face of domestic energy production. So Joe Biden hasn't reacted to events in front of him. And I'm not trying to shill for J.D. I haven't made an endorsement in the primary. I won't make one in the primary because to me, the general is the most important and I'll support whatever Republican candidate comes in the general, but I think as a as a thinking person, you have to evaluate new information and always be open to changing your position. So I'm not saying that I'm giving JD my endorsement, but I'm saying to right. criticize somebody for something they said six years ago because now they have a new view based upon new information and based upon four years of Trump policies and how those policies have played out, to me is just antithetical to the conservative position, which is one where you should always be open to new information sure. and forming a new opinion. Bruce, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, and, and let me just give you an example from my life that might be relevant for the audience. Uh, you mentioned my Wall Street career. I was very much a Wall Street Republican 2015 and previous. So I believe, for example, in you know, so-called free trade. I didn't realize at the time that it really never was free trade. It was managed trade and largely managed against the interest of American workers in favor of massive corporations, in favor of Beijing. 
Donald Trump changed my mind on that when he came around in 2015 and 2016. He changed my mind considerably to the point where I am now very much an economic nationalist. So uh, I think it's important to to have a mind that can be changed, to listen to uh, to new arguments, and to recognize when facts change. Right? That you know the 2020s are not the 1980s. That the set of circumstances are, are very different. So you know, in that regard, you know, I, I totally concur with you, and I actually think it's an attribute of JD that he's willing to reconsider his views on on Trump once he saw Trump's performance. It's not just because uh, he all of a sudden got the warm fuzzies about Donald Trump. It's because he saw what Donald Trump was doing. And and by the way, he doubted, which I think a lot of people did, because Donald Trump was new to politics and because in his past, he himself has changed positions, right? He had had views that were would be considered more liberal or more democratic uh, in his past private life. So I think some people doubted that he was going to keep his promises, that he was going to follow through on his word if elected. And he did, and he did so uh, magnificently. And once he did, he impressed a lot of people, including uh, J.D. Vance. By the way, J.D. certainly not the only one. Donald Trump picked up millions more votes between 2016 and 2020. He persuaded a lot of Americans who didn't vote for him in 2016 to vote for him in 2020. Um, I think he'll convince even more to vote for him in 2024, if indeed he does run, which I certainly hope he does. But, you know, regardless, we need we need a great America First Congress for whomever uh, is the nominee and whoever becomes the America First president for this country in 2024. And I think J.D. Vance will be a critical part of that new, invigorated America First dynamic Congress. Well, I think that's an interesting point you made about Trump. I mean, I know Ben Shapiro wouldn't support Trump in 2016. He did in 2020, and he didn't support him in 2016 for the exact reason you said. He didn't trust him. And if the, that might be the people's issues with J.D., but J.D. is for, perfectly capable of speaking to that. You've spoken to it well. Uh, Steve Cortez, J.D. Vance, they'll be in Grove City, 1230 this afternoon. Plum Run Winery, Grove City Brewing Company, 3946 Broadway. If you want to go out uh, and hear J.D. address whatever concerns you have for him, his vision for the future, you can do that. Steve is endorsing J.D. He's kind enough to join us this morning. So safe travels today, Steve. Enjoy your trip across the state today and tomorrow. We appreciate it, and we'd welcome you back as a guest on Business Matters anytime. Hey, appreciate it, Bruce. You have a great day. It has been a lot of fun for me over the last few days to reach out to some of you who listen to the show on a daily basis uh, because you have responded to my offer to give you the answer to how you become more purposeful with your shopping dollars. PatriotSwitch.com is the site where you get started. You click on the down menu. How did you hear about us? You click Bruce Hooley. And like four or five times now I've had people, well, not four or five, maybe three times, people have said, is this really Bruce Hooley from the radio? It's not really. I'm just like, no, it's me. Like, look, it's like not a big deal. I'm just so passionate about making sure that our shopping dollars aren't going to the extent we can limit them to big companies that donate the causes we don't support. The big companies out there, the Procter & Gamble's, Unilever's, Johnson & Johnson's, Kraft, Nabisco, Pepsi, Coke, you know they're woke. They don't even hide it. They publicize on their website. They're given to Planned Parenthood, Human Rights Commission, GLAD, Sintero, Kaleidoscope Youth Center. That's where they get all their millions from those companies. But they're just the middleman. They give our money to them. So that's what Patriot Switch is. It's a way for you to find an American company, a family-owned company, a pro-life company, a conservative company that makes all the stuff you already use at home, and they ship it right to you. So when you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on my name in the drop-down menu... I email you or I call you. Now, if I get more than I can handle, I might have a friend reach out to you, but it's just a network. So last night, Scott, Doug, 
And I'm going to just give initials on the third person because they're engaged in the business community, and I don't want to cause a jackpot for anybody. C.H. Awesome conversations with you guys and your wives yesterday. So looking forward to it. PatriotSwitch.com. How'd you hear about us, Bruce Hooley? Okay. So you know Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. He has purchased Twitter. And that's great because it drives the liberals crazy. It is absolutely driving the liberals nuts. I have a montage here. Why can't I find it? Of media freakout over Elon Musk buying Twitter. All the usual suspects. Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow, and others. Enjoy. It is not enough for the richest man in the world to try to replace agencies like NASA and send people to near space. He also wants to control what he calls the town square. I don't think anyone disagrees it should be a free and open uh, debate or or platform, Mm -hmm. but I mean, (laughs) should it be necessarily a font for misinformation? Elon Musk buying Twitter says a lot about the priorities of people at the highest levels making decisions that could affect the fate of the planet. Hmm. Well... That was Mad Al, Don Lemon, and Joy Reid. Okay, so yesterday on The View, the uh, incorrectly named Sonny Hostin, because she's not Sonny, she's gloomy over this, over Elon Musk buying Twitter. I got to play this and stop it periodically to refute the lunacy in it. Look, I think Twitter can be a really horrible place. And I think people are excited because he is sort of going to unleash the trolls, right? I think he is saying, you get to say whatever you want. I'm going to take away the guardrails. And for me, that is something that is a bit scary. Free speech is scary to Sonny Hostin. He's going to take away the guardrails on limiting conservatives. What's scary to her is conservative speech. You know it. But it's scary to her. And I think it's going to be scary to a lot of women because there have been some surveys done and 38% of women around the world have said that they have been on the receiving end of a lot of abuse on Twitter. 38% of women around the world have been on the receiving end of a lot of abuse of a lot of abuse from Twitter. That's what she said. 38%. Well, if that's true, and I have no reason to doubt that it is true. Ladies, congratulations. Because if only 38% of you have been subjected to attacks on Twitter, you are special. Because come into my world. Come into like every other person's world on Twitter. It is a blood sport. You know that when you go in. 38%. Sonny, don't feel sorry for you. 85% of women have said that they have seen the abuse. And what's interesting. Okay, so 85% have seen the abuse, and she's telling you, oh, that's terrible, 85% have seen the abuse. If you try to tell Sonny Hostin that women are delicate flowers who can't stand up to online pushback, if you try to tell her that they're incapable, they're the weaker sex, she would fight you at every turn. But, oh, Somebody tweeted something at me. 85. I saw it wasn't even at me. It was something I saw that someone else was directed at them. And it was it was so hurtful to me because I'm a delicate female flower. Oh, she would fight you on that because females don't exist, of course. You have to be a biologist to know what a female is. I need more time to dissect the words of Sonny Hostin. And I will use that time judiciously. <laughs> When the Bruce Willis show continues. <laughs> 